source for all that is fitness, Ontario Muscle. Subscribe. Hey everybody, welcome to the first edition of the Ontario Muscle Podcast, where we bring local Ontario athletes and brands to you. And we're super excited tonight for our first episode. Uh, someone you all know, Blake Morocco, has agreed to be on the podcast and be our guinea pig for the very first episode. So Blake, thanks for being here. Thank really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. I hope that you're having an awesome day and your training is going well. We've been watching you since you've been post-show, post-nationals, and things seem to be going well. Um, people want to know a lot about you, so why don't you give us a little bit about sort of where you come from, where you grew up, things like that. Um, so I am from Niagara Falls. My family is still there. I lived there my whole life up until just finishing university. Um, so I went to Brock, stayed at home, lived at home. Um, once I finished Brock, I got a very good job offer with Judd North, actually. And I moved to Scarborough like the day after I graduated. I like had my ceremony, packed my bag, and I moved. Um, wow. See, so that was like, it was a big change, definitely. Um, but I'm very happy that I took the risk, moved out there. So I moved to a city where other than Jed, who I met once for the interview, I didn't know a single person. So I was moving away from all my family, my friends, my girlfriend at the time. And uh, yeah, no, it was a big risk, but it paid off. Um, so I lived there for just under a year. And then I decided to move to Mississauga, where I eventually quit the Jed North position. And I'm now working with children during the day at an elementary school, kindergartners. And then I serve at a restaurant at night. So one of the reasons, other than the awesomeness that you are, that I wanted to get you on first is because I knew you worked with children. <laughs> yeah. And I figured if you worked with small children, well, then you'd have the patience for us figuring our way through this for the first <laughs> time. So let's, let's go back a bit. Let's talk a bit about that education to job uh, move that you made. So what did you do in, at Brock? So I, uh, I, I took honors in kinesiology. I graduated that, which has nothing to do with the position that I was offered at Jed. Right, right. Um, Jed just honestly DM'd me on Instagram and he offered me the job. He was like, I want to bring you in for an interview. I like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I was, I was doing, I was in the middle of exams at the time. Right. So I remember I was studying for my exam and I was doing, I was prepping. So I was studying for my exam on the Stairmaster and then on my phone, like taking breaks, I was reading marketing terms of like, <laughs> what this means like what is LinkedIn what is all this kind of stuff trends on Instagram right now so that when mm -hmm. I went into the interview because I have no idea any type of marketing terms like micro versus macro like any of that stuff no knowledge um, I just do whatever I do on Instagram and I wanted to have some type of preparation going into the interview with Jed so right. Right. that was my uh, studying so let me get this straight you spent all this money on a university education got a first career where you had nothing to do with that university education Not at all. in a field that you had no experience in Correct. moved from there to yeah. another completely unrelated field yeah. that you had no education and no experience in either yeah how is that how's that degree working out for you i know um well, <laughs> in, in training it's fine right yeah no and like university's still good for teaching you kind of just general habits but directly Absolutely. Physio, chiro, any of that stuff doesn't really interest me enough to continue to pursue that. So, 
No, I just find it amusing that, uh, you know, you've sort of parlayed your career path uh, completely different. And I did as well. My uh, undergrad is biology, physics, and psych, and I don't even come near it. haven't for years. <laughs> but it's good because we're glad we brought you to Toronto. It probably afforded you many opportunities that you might not have had in, in Niagara and whatnot, and especially on the competitive and training scene, right? Absolutely. So go back to Niagara. What kind of kid were you? Like, what, you know, what would people describe you? Were you a wild child? Were you a pain in the butt? Were you uh, athletic, competitive? I always play sports. I was always competitive. Like I played travel soccer. I traveled everywhere, competed against teams from England and stuff. Um, I was the smallest kid up until grade 11 though. Like grade eight photos, including the girls, I was the smallest one. I was the shortest one in the class. So I was at the end or at the front rather. Um, And then I didn't hit uh, five feet until the summer after grade 10. I had long Justin Bieber flippy hair. Even up until the end of university, like I graduated at or high school rather, I graduated like 125 pounds. Wow. I was still like one of the smallest ones. Um, but towards the end of university or high school rather is when I started to grow because I was into sports and wrestling was one of the sports I was very passionate about. And uh, towards the end of grade 12, I hurt my ankle very badly in a tournament and it kind of ended my sports career, I guess you'd say. Like, I stopped pursuing, pursuing sports after that. And I'm like, I'm tired of starving myself to meet the weight classes, even though I'm back to that now, starving myself to prep. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah so after that, after I hurt myself there, I kind of just said, I'm done with sports. Time to eat some more and grow. Right on. So, uh, forgive me, because I don't know. What height did you top out at? What do you, what do you know? Now I am 5'9". Okay, yeah, I remember because we met a couple of times at a couple of shows, and I'm five eleven, and you weren't too too far off. So, so you're generally athletic, and you had to switch out of sports because of this ankle injury. And yeah. is that when you started getting towards more sort of muscular building, bodybuilding, that sort of thing? I was always into bodybuilding. Um, even in grade twelve, at the beginning of the year, we did like the bench press, lat pull down, that kind of test. Sure. And yeah. I was at the top of it because it was based on body weight so right. he did lap pull down i think i did my body weight lap pull down like 43 times or something even like uh-huh. push-ups uh, in a minute i did like it was like 93 or something it was, like i'm not trying to brag with that but like no, i was no, no. so light i was just like so my strength I, I could deadlift the same amount then as i could now so oh, i was yeah. very like strength oriented whereas rather now i'm more so not concerned about how much weight i'm moving as much more so building muscle actually that's a, an interesting question and probably coming out of order in topics and whatnot but um how important is, is moving big weight for you it the more i train now the more so i believe that it does play a role um okay. this past off season has been my most successful one by far and it was the first year where I tried to go heavy. Like World Gym has 150 pound dumbbells. My goal was to use those, hmm. uh, bench them by the end of the year. Even like barbell rows and that kind of stuff, chest supported barbell rows. It was the first year where I genuinely tried to move weight. And I noticed there was a lot of density increase in my muscles over the past year. So I'm gonna continue to utilize that. And uh, I, in general, like in a nutshell though, I do think it plays a role before I didn't as much, but the more I train now, yes. Okay. Interesting. Cause it's, it's kind of two opposing streams of thought that are going on now with, with folks saying, you know what, less weight and, and, and more reps and 
versus the lower weight? And then what kind of rep range are you doing with these max weights that you're trying to push? Um, I wouldn't go below, like, with the 150s, the, I did a set, it was 10 or 12 in that set. So okay. I don't really go below, mm -hmm. even for squats, I wouldn't go below 10. I'll never yeah. one rep max for deadlift, never one rep max. I don't even bench press anymore, but I always aim for at least, at least seven and then up from there. Okay. So you're still kind of in that hypertrophy range, you know, of, or hypertrophy or however they say it, um, sort of the 12 reps, 10 reps plus kind of range, man. 12 reps with the 150s, that's got to burn like a yeah like nothing else. Yeah, those are the sets you just got to get hyped up for and just uh, do it. That was probably like, like it does help for sure, but that was just like feeding my ego with that, definitely. Well, it's one thing to feed your ego, but if you can do it, you can do it, right? So yeah. It is what it is. Well, all right, you know what? I've got a kind of a list of things here that I wanted to bring up, but we're, in, we're, we're ahead now. So let, let's talk about your training a bit more. Um, you started out training, competed in your first show, 2015, I think it was. You were in the Stephanie Worsfield Natty Classic. Yeah. Uh, came second place. Yeah. Respectable first show. Um, how would you describe your training style back then? That one, I found my old journal for my prep a little bit ago. I was eating uh, Nature Valley granola bars, those peanut butter ones. Those are so nice. good. Um, nice. I had like bananas with peanut butter, just like the regular craft peanut butter. Uh -huh. Um, it was like, <laughs> I still kind of did the same training style as in like chest, back, shoulders, arms, legs. I've never really done a chest and tries, back and buys. I've never done that kind of thing. Um, so it has been the same. I definitely did more volume back then because I thought more was always better, whereas it's not actually. Um, so like sometimes I would be in the gym for like, two, three hours, I would starve myself as much as I could, push meals as far as I could back. Um, definitely suffered more than I probably had to, but I went to the first show, no coach. Like I, I had my first coach this year for this show, but um, yeah, I don't know. So it, it's definitely changed. My knowledge has improved a lot and uh, just learned about my body. Yeah, well, I mean, it's sort of it, right? You learn yourself and you learn as you go. But So you're saying you haven't been coached up until now? Yeah, so this was... It was uh, 18 days out from nationals. I was doing 55 minutes of cardio twice a day, eating uh, like 35, 40 grams of oatmeal with meal one for the gym. Other than that, no carbs. Wow. Um, and I was just like, my weight was stuck. It was stuck. 187. It was 187 for like three and a half weeks. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it just wouldn't move. And... It was just like in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm not working hard enough. I can do more cardio. I can diet harder. I can eat less carbs. I can whatever, do this. So I was going out, like doing whatever. I would wake up and walk around the block a few times, do whatever without any food in me. And then I would eat. And then I would go to the gym, do cardio. And then I would go back and do more cardio later. Like it was just like excessive. And I just drove myself into the ground. And uh, one of the girls from the gym, Nat G, uh, very, very oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, she's uh, she's like, she saw me one day on the stairs. She's like, you look like you're dying. I'm like, I feel like I'm dying. And she's like, when was the last time you rested? I'm like, honestly, couldn't even tell you. I didn't rest for probably like five weeks. I just drove myself into the ground. And uh, so I decided, I'm like, hey, like I need someone else to help me finish off. So 18 days out, or I believe it was like 18 days, I uh, messaged Dorian and Justin from Team HD to uh, help me finish things off. And I dropped like 
a pound a day. I was 176 at my lowest. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was a good decision. I was really happy. But up until that, I never had a coach. I just love doing this myself and learning about my body. So do you think you're going to continue on with the coaching? Um, right now, no. Um, and probably not for a little bit. I might. I probably will. It, whether it's Team HD again, which I had very, like, only good things to say about them, only positive things, feedback from them. Um, I probably will get someone towards the end just because I'm very hard on myself and I always think I can be doing more, doing better. But sometimes it's better to take my foot off the gas. Like, as soon as I told him what I was doing and what I was eating, he's like, okay, you're doing 20 minutes of cardio. I'm adding carbs to this meal, this meal, this meal. And you are need to rest every yeah. four days. So it's just like sometimes I need that take my foot off the gas and let my body do its thing. Well, and it's a big move, right? Because you're taking your trust and you're going to give it to someone Absolutely. that is proven track record. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But that you, you don't have a relationship with that doesn't know you. No. But, you know, I mean, the quality of Dorian's coaching just speaks for himself. You know, yeah. I mean, his results are great and his clientele base is great. And for all of them, like, you know, that are in Team HD, they're all doing great stuff. So great guys. I'm yeah. glad they, they brought you in really well this year. Um, I thought you looked fantastic at the show. I thought you were better than third place finish, uh, which we can talk about in a bit. But in looking at your contest history, I can tell you what you need to do to win. Well, Whatever that? show you want to win, you need to compete in the show before it and come seventh. Because <laughs> I'm looking it over, I'm looking at Toronto Pro Show, you came seventh place in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. 2017, you compete in the Toronto Pro Show and you win your class. Yeah. Then you go ahead and you go back to the Natural Provincials in 2015, yeah. where you came seventh. Yeah, and then I won the Mindy. Mindy O show the next year, you win. So <laughs> if you on the pattern you're on now, though, in your last three shows, your next show you're going to come third. So what you need to do is come seventh in the next show. <laughs> so pick a pick a small one that doesn't matter, yeah. and then Don't. go for a big one because <laughs> you'll win. Yeah. That's exactly, and you've got an actually like an impressive, you know, like. You've done nine shows in the last three or four years. That's that's a fair amount of competing per year yeah. uh, for someone that you know it's not full time gig for you. No. So how do you manage your work life competitive balance in that? Like you would be in prep like twice a year almost. Yeah, like during exams was probably the hardest. Or right now with the kids, honestly, mm. uh, that's just like that because they're always. Go, 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 Mr. Blake, Mr. Blake, and, like, uh, always keep me on my toes, running around with them and, like, trying to keep them under control. So it's, like, this was probably the hardest prep for me. Um, but I don't know. It's just, like, it's about your mindset. And it's, like, you suffer if you want to suffer. It's You make it hard if you want to make it hard. And uh, if you just think positively about it and have the right outlook going in, it's, like, no one's forcing me to do this show. Right. So why am I complaining about it? I have no right to complain when I'm the one that put this on myself. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think it's fair. I don't, I don't think it's really fair when people whine. Oh, I hate doing cardio. I hate dieting. I hate doing all this stuff. Then stop. Like, yeah, it's making you do this. If you want to whine about it, find a different sport. It's like, right. it might not be for everyone. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't complain because you shouldn't make your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, people around you suffer and listen to you whine. We're all humans and we need to complain. Sometimes that's fine. Yeah. 
Well, when it's constant and you're just complaining about, oh, I don't want to get up and do cardio or I can't wait till I'm done with the gym. Like I love going to the gym. I love doing cardio because mm. every session is bringing me closer to my goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's how it should be. That's the outlook yeah. you should have. And if you want to be a champion mm. or have any success in anything, that's yeah. the outlook that you need to have. Absolutely. I uh, totally agree. hundred percent. So on those times you find if you're about to get a little bit salty, um, what do you do to uh, rein yourself in or, or to prevent others from feeling the uh, wrath of your prep? <laughs> Honest, um, I don't know. Like, I kind of just get quiet. I don't really get angry. I'm not really an angry – like, I, I never really get mad, honestly. You don't uh, seem to be the type. Yeah, no. I just – I'll just, like, kind of quiet down and not say anything kind of just be in my own head. And then, like, mom's like, what's wrong or whatever. It's just <laughs> – um, I don't really ever get mad. I try not to get mad because it's like, it's just yourself. Like, yes, it sucks sometimes when you're not eating anything, you're tired because you're not sleeping, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's no one, you shouldn't be putting that on to other people. It's up to you. Yeah. So how do you manage that then? Cause okay, I have three kids, right? And yeah. two of them are, are under 10 yeah. and I'm in the bottom end of a, of a cut now. And I'm telling you <laughs> something someday. So, and how many, so how many kids do you work with in, in, like, in the day? 24 in the class. 24 youngsters. Yeah, monsters. Best, best, <laughs> best birth control ever. <laughs> Absolutely. So you don't have any trouble there? No issues? No. No, no trouble getting your food in prep-wise, things like that in that scenario? Old food most of the time, but that's how it is. Uh, so I'm assuming you were at EA, that kind of thing, in the classroom? or Yeah. Uh, the, the kids must be like when you were like kind of knee deep in prep for for the for nationals and ripped is all get out they must have been uh, all over you yeah <laughs> yeah I'm they're just, just amazed like yeah. you're you're i mean this is going to be posted post halloween but it looks like you're going to school as a lion tomorrow um, yeah. <laughs> like you should be doing superman or something right no i know cuz yeah i don't know like the parents they ask more about it and then they'll be like Oh, Samantha, come look at Mr. Blake. And then, like, they'll show the photo. It's the moms. Me. It's the moms, isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're funny. Yeah, kids yeah. are funny. I imagine they say the funniest thing. So let's go back and talk about your last show. Uh, the pro qualifier, you took third place. Um, you did do a post a while back stating that you weren't necessarily happy about that. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. But, you know, some people will look at it and say, well, Geez, Blake came third place nationals. Come on, and yeah. others will look at it and say, "Well, geez, you only came third place." So, where's your head at with that then versus now? Um, it's like I don't know. I've got top three at nationals three years in a row now. Yes, you have. It's uh, I don't know, but it's like there's Jay Cutler. Like there's people that he lost to Ronnie Coleman in second place how many times? Yeah. So it's it's like. That's not like what's the corny quote or whatever. Champions is not defined as how he takes a win; it's how he takes a loss. You come back and get better, and uh, that's what you got to do. Like I'm in the gym next day again, training. Um, there's nothing really you can do. I would never complain about the judging, nothing like that. Reggie won, super nice guy, um, and he looked incredible. Um, and that's just how it goes. But uh, definitely, I am after. I don't know. I talked to a few of my friends and some other people backstage and uh, decided that I'm going to go up to Classic now, take at least 
at least a year, maybe two, whenever it needs to be to get me to where it needs to be. Um, bring my legs up for sure. Um, well, I yeah. think like, I mean, I've pictured you as classic for at least the last year or so. Um, I think you're, you're, I mean, all we ever got to see was the upper body. Yeah. Um, cause you know, board shorts or whatever. Um, actually first, what's the, why the decision for physique? Why, why are you there? Why were you there? Why was why, I? Why, why not open? Um, well, I don't know. Like I would never want, like I love training, but I could never be, I don't think I had the genetics for it to ever be an open bodybuilder. I could never get that big. Um, I was happy in men's physique because it is like the smallest kind of like, just like fitness model, pretty boy, like yeah. whatever kind of look. Um, but I love the posing of classic physique and bodybuilding. Like you're at the gym in between sets. I'm not hitting a front men's physique pose. Right. I'm hitting a front double bicep or something. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, yeah. In, a, in a video for Instagram, men's physique pose side smile isn't going to be the first thing I'm going to do. It's going to be, a, you know, so that's what I'm more passionate about. Like I want to do a posing routine. I want to right. battle it out more on stage with the other competitors rather than just hold the pose and do your thing. So right, right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited for classic for sure. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see you there. And, and from what I can see uh, underneath those board shorts, you had some legs already. Yeah. That's uh, right. And, and you're working on them now. And I mean, that's, I mean, it's not fair to say the physique guys don't train like they do. And I've seen some of them that are beasts in the gym when it comes to legs. Yeah. Um, but sure, there may be a little bit of an element of catching up to your upper body. Because, man, your upper body is massive. Like, you know, we've got this back and forth on your shoulders. Like, if I could just take them off and put them on mine, um, that my life would be complete. Maybe I'll trade you some calves. I don't know. Whatever you need, I'll, you can have. Uh, one, of my, one, of, one of my kids. Um, so I'm anxious to see what, what's happening. Yeah. Um, how has your training changed now with the switch to classic? I have, well, my biggest focuses are my chest or my back and my legs, legs being number one, back being number two. And then also arms. I really want to bring up just because the arms kind of lead a lot of poses in classic physique. Um, so that's something I want to focus on, but number one, uh, priority is my legs right now. Um, that's what separates a lot of the classic guys because, of course, of course it's hard to get upper body, but it's more likely for some for people to have good upper bodies. The difference is the guys that have the legs; those are the ones that win the shows. So that's what I've been. I've already. I am eleven days post show, twelve days post show. I did my third leg day today already. So it's like. I have finally have more motivation, as bad as that is, to train them because before they weren't being shown on stage. So it's like, okay, like I ha even if I do have them, like it doesn't even matter. It doesn't help. Of course, like it helps. Blah blah blah. Like that doesn't help. It helps with growth hormone release, all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's like I have motivation because they're going to be seen. I'm exposed. It's like. Like Arnold used to do, his calves were small. What did he do? He cut off all oh, of his, like his pants. Yeah. yeah, so that he was exposed to everyone to see them, so he knew he had to get them better. I know that my legs are going to be shown on stage, so I need to bring them up to make sure I want them to be my best body part by the time I step on stage. Awesome. So that's that's what my thinking is right now. Yeah, and I think you you got it right. I mean, if you look at the top classic guys, the the wheels are there, um, and the back is there, and yeah. the posing is that. Yeah. You know, 
I'm probably get slayed for saying this, but in, in open bodybuilding, you can have big arms that really just pop big when you flex. Yeah. But a lot of the classic poses are extended arm. Yeah. So the bicep has just got to be big, right? That's correct. So I, th- I think a year for sure, you know, for you to step on stage classic or something small between now and then just to kind of test the water. But yeah. absolutely good path. I'm super excited to see what you're going to do because, man, your upper body is there, bringing the legs in as you want to, and, and, and you're good to go. So when you competed in – what was your weight when you competed in uh, just just the other week? Uh after everything, the day morning of the show was one seventy nine point four, I believe. Okay, and what are you weighing in now? Uh, one ninety one point four this morning. That's not bad. You're only up like eleven pounds, so like excluding maybe some uh, of that nuts and more peanut butter stuff. Mm-hmm. I I just spoonful that. I've gone through jars of that, but excluding that, and then like going out with my family. Like I went home, my nana fed me pasta, lasagna butter tarts and stuff like that but other than that like i stay on what i was eating just more of it so more rice um i'm not like i don't have great like i got home after the show i had rice and tilapia that's all i wanted um like i had water raspberries and rice and tilapia so it's just like I don't have cravings and stuff like that for donuts or whatever. I, I even went out with my friends after and just sat with them at the restaurant, had a glass of water. But it's like, I know what my goals are and I want to continue to pursue them. So it's, I don't know. I don't need that burger or whatever. Like, What's need got to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't crave that stuff. Like, yeah. it's like, People were backstage were like, what are you having post-show? Where are you going? <clears throat> Honestly, I don't even know. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm focusing on the show. So, I mean, that's it. let's just talk about that for a minute. One of the things I've noticed, um, I get to see thousands of people literally as they prep for shows. And, uh, and I know most of them by sight. And I watch what they do leading up to prep. Yeah. One of the number one things I see people do in prep is hoard crap. Yeah. What What do you think of that as a general trend in in all you know women's categories, men's categories? Like, as an idea, what do you think about it? I think you aren't going to eat the stuff that you buy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I did it like for my first or second show, and my buddy did a show, Frank, from back home, and he had a whole drawer full of treats, just like ready to eat after. And it's right. like you get the craving out of the way with one thing. And that's it. Like, realistically, you're not going to eat your 43 boxes of Oreos that you bought. <laughs> but, but they're pumpkin spice. Yeah, I know. I just took the seeds. Yeah. Who cares, right? Like, well, pumpkin, pumpkin spice can die a painful death as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But anyway. And then, you know, well, then think about it a way through. Those people that do plow through it at the end. I mean, what do you think the impact of that is? What can, you know, I mean, you have athletes that you coach, so. Yeah, no, like, that's, it's like you have just dieted for X amount of weeks, months. Mm -hmm. And the last probably three, four weeks of your diet, you were very low carbs. And now you're going to go feed yourself a bunch of crap that your body, you're just going to mess up your metabolism. It's just, it's the last thing that you should be doing. You can have your one day, the Sunday after the show, go eat whatever you want. Sure. Monday morning, you need to be basically back on your like three week out diet. Because it's just it's that's the most optimal time to grow. It's most optimal time to see results. So why would you throw that away with a bunch of Oreos? I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I agree, and and I'm I'm one of these people that I can I can eat it all, right? So <laughs> I just try not to keep it around, you know. I I'm, I'm going to put a food challenge out there one day and say I can out eat all of you, and see if I can get some people to do it for the YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it won't be you because you won't eat crap. So let's <laughs> let's transition that into a bit because it's kind of a, a coaching directive is kind of help people understand how they should be leading up to the show and after the show, um, and oftentimes you know you hear people say that after the show is more important than almost before the couple of days before because you can totally throw yourself out so you uh, you have team magnificent which how's that going pretty good pretty good i don't i i was definitely more full force with it before um Mm -hmm. but i do a lot of other stuff now so i have a lot of things on the go um so i have my uh 10 clients that i coach but i don't Mm -hmm. do more than that um it's just like like there's so many ways to make money and that's not really what I'm trying to do it as much for. I have people that I've coached for like the one guy, Jeremy, I've been coaching him for like five years now. It's like, I want to continue to help people towards their goals. Like people will message me and be like, uh, I want to lose weight, but I don't know what to eat. I will send them a full thing of what to eat. I I genuinely just want to help people. And Mm -hmm. like, there was literally one guy this morning that said that and I sent him, I'm like, these are the food you should be eating. This is when you should be eating your carbs a little bit more so. And mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh my God. He's like, I didn't even think you were going to respond and you just sent me all that. It's just, I, I do this because I enjoy it. Right. Um, I like, there's lots of ways to make money and money is easy to make if you're ready to work for it. Um, so I do the coaching more so just to help people. Oh, um, so you heard that here, folks. If you want some free <laughs> advice, just DM uh, that's mag- magnificent underscore Morocco. <laughs> Just shoot Blake a DM and, and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll fix you up. Uh, yeah. no, it's great. You know what? I'm always amazed. I got a list of pros that I chat to once in a while and yeah. that, that respond. Yeah. And that's a big deal for me. You know what? That, uh, so you are to someone what, say, Fuad is to me. And, and I'll message Fuad or I've, or I've messaged, um, oh, my gosh, Quadzilla, Quadro. Yeah, yeah. I'm in prep, so my brain is yeah. just getting. And but they come back, and and you know, I asked a question about this exercise video, and he came back explaining why he was doing the angle, right? So that's a big deal for you to do that, because I, I mean, you're a big social media influencer, big famous guy, um, and you've parlayed your experience at Jed North yeah. into some social media uh, assistance work, right? Absolutely, which has worked out very well for you. Um, and we've chit-chatted about, which is great. So you probably get a lot of questions on on how to build social media. Yeah, I get more that that way more than any type of nutrition stuff now. Yeah, and it's a funny <laughs> gig, right? Because it's it's harder now. Yeah, than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of the people who have the larger accounts, so to sort of say, your ten, fifteen thousand plus, built that three or four years ago. Yeah, when it was easier. Um, so, you know, if you were to give someone some social media advice on how to build their social media presence, what, what would you give them? Um, post is the biggest thing. Engage. Um, the biggest, biggest thing is engaging. Absolutely. I would stay up all night some nights and just like and comment people's posts. Like I'll go right now. Good life heartland, which is like, it's the busiest good life in Canada, but it's also in Mississauga. And I'll go like and comment on everyone's posts that tag that geo tag. Yeah. And, like, like that's it. That's literally the thing you want to do. That's what you need to do to grow your thing. Do it. Like, right. 
literally just go and like and comment on people's stuff. It's it's the simplest thing, but it is also lots of work. So it's like it's really not that much work, but it's like people don't want to do anything to get the results. You mark off 30 minutes of your day instead of scrolling Instagram to do nothing, go right. like comment on people's stuff for 30 yeah. minutes a day. Yeah. And that will make a very, very big difference because you're taking time and don't just put like nice shot, cool, wicked, put like, Oh, working hard, love to keep up the good work or love this exercise. Got to save this one for later. Yeah. Do things that are directly related to their post. Make it personal. Use their name. Like, wow, Blake, this is a sick exercise. Wow, Blake, sick shoes, dude. Or like stuff like that. So it's like, make it personal. Respond to everyone that comments on your stuff. And of course, post because like I, I have some posts where it shows you like how many people followed you based off that post. Some of them are like two, three, four thousand people followed me based off that one post with seven hundred thousand impressions. Because not every post is going to go viral, but right. some will, and you need to post to make it possible. It's like Michael Jordan's quote: "You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So if you don't post, you don't have a chance for anything to go viral. So it's like you need to post." Yeah, and you kind of got to work and figure out your post frequency and things like that. You know, too much can be too much, and too little is too little, and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah no, that's good advice. Don't unblur. Uh, yeah, I don't. I know. Like, honestly, it's a lot of like gay for pay stuff. Like people sure. asking about yeah. that. That's like the most common thing in fitness in general for guys. That is yeah. the ones. Let me worship you or whatever that it is. Yeah. And like, I, I guarantee almost anyone that has some type of fitness account gets these same messages. Absolutely. Um, that's like the weirdest stuff. Like, nothing any of free really weird... like someone show up at a show or. Um, I'm trying to think. Except for that Ontario muscle guy, he was touching my shoulders, right? <laughs> <Real? Well, laughs> no, I don't know. A lot of it's just stuff like that. But there's some that it's like, there was one guy, he messaged me for like two and a half years straight without me responding once. That's dedication. Hey, 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 great muscles. Wow. Hey, beautiful physique, great muscles. We should meet sometime. For like two years straight, three years straight, every like month, and then you would do it like two weeks, and then it will be a day, and then it will be two months. But like continuously, me not responding at all. So it's just like unbelievable dedication that some of these people yeah. have. You should focus that energy into something productive. I know. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Put that into your career and you'd be like boss, right? <laughs> so good transition. Speaking of a boss, uh, I noticed that you're a boss athlete these days. Yeah. So that's, that's a nice little uh, work, good team to work with. Yeah. You matched me up with uh, Tony, who owns TC Nutrition. Yeah. That stuff over there. But uh, yeah, no, like, the, like, I, he gave me some of the products. So I know Tori owns Boss Basaga. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I always talk to him. And I was with Muscle Tech for four years. And uh, we like mutually ended things maybe five months ago. Okay. And uh, so I just talked to Tori about like, because he messaged me. He's like, I saw that you're finally done with them. Like, I want to do some work with you. I said, Do you know any other companies that are looking for athletes? And uh, I talked to a few. Um, I did talk to another very big company um, that was, it's like the same as muscle text level. They've been around for years. Okay. They have UFC fighters, like crazy big athletes. And I was talking to them and TC at the same time. 
this company actually offered me more money, um, more everything. But um, Tony of TC, and so I, I worked with Six Side Meals for a year and a half now. I run their Instagram and do all that. The owner's name is Rich. Rich is a super dedicated, super nice, like just stand-up guy overall. Um, that's the same as Tony. He is like, I was talking to like, I had four calls with all different people for Cage. Oh, well, there's, okay, the other company was called Cage. Um, uh, <laughs> um, talking to them and uh, it was just like very corporate and that's not the feel that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, it, I just felt like a paycheck. Like, okay, here's this, go make your post, see you later. Tony, like I talked to on the phone, we were texting, messaging, like he sent me custom clothing. Like, it's just like, he made me feel like I was part of a family and that's what I want more so. And the products are like unbelievable. The pre-workout, I legitimately take half a scoop and that's it. I don't even take the full scoop because like I took the full scoop the first time I took it, I felt like my face was going to itch off. It was like crazy. And I've taken so many pre-workouts over the years, but this is crazy. And they have a cinnamon toast crunch flavored protein powder. That's my favorite cereal. It's just like, nice. yeah, no. So I'm very, very happy. Boss, TC, um, excited for the new chapter going forward. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I, I've used the TC stuff before. I'm especially a big fan of their Hydromino. Yeah, uh, really great product, yes. and and I'm, I'm gonna concur, man. Their pre-workout, I got a tub of it out there, blew my face off. I know that just, that just means it's working. I know, yeah, so, <laughs> you know. Well, my know. problem was post-workout. So after I've done an hour in the gym and cardio and left and gone back to work, my face is still at it. So <laughs> I had to trim it down to a half a scoop as well, yeah. along with the pump product. So, well, that's good. And I mean, a lot of people probably ask you all the time, you know, how do I get sponsored? How do I get sponsored? And in reality. The, the the social media discussion kind of starts with that. It is. Um, you know, there's I don't think there's any real big uh, tips you can say to get sponsored. I think there's some things that people are doing that they shouldn't be doing if they want to get sponsored. Um, so what do you think about these people, people that are out and they're just posting companies' products all the time? They're not sponsored, but they're putting them out there all the time. Like, people also just want to feel like they're, like, when Jed North started, he gave free stuff to everyone. Mm-hmm. And everyone put in their bio, Jed North Ambassador, Jed North Athlete. Everyone wants to feel like they're a part of something. Everyone wants to put that thing in their bio. Someone's so sponsored athlete. And uh, I don't know. It's like I never want to be a walking advertisement. I get like teeth whitening. I get so much whatever messages all the time. Mm-hmm. I decline like 70% of the stuff mm-hmm. because – I don't want to be a sellout and take stuff or do stuff that I don't believe in. Um, Even like I I got this, this is sick. I got this the other day. This is a massage gun. Um, I got got that one. Yeah. It is like amazing. I have not stopped using it. I've already charged it twice. Um, So like this, I actually believe in. And that's why I will say like, I use this and Mm -hmm. I do recommend it. But for the other stuff, it's just, I don't know. People see through that. And Absolutely. it's like, if you want to continue to progress in this, you need to build a genuine following and do things that are truthful and honest. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just be yourself. At the end of the day, like, if you want to get sponsored, it comes down to you need to think from their perspective. It's a business. Mm-hmm. They want 
business to succeed, you are a channel for them to sell their product. Right. Your following and your reach will determine if you're going to get sponsored, basically. Yeah. So you are like you need to be a good person. You need to be have a good rep because they don't want to sponsor someone that talks about drugs, like sex, steroids, all that kind of stuff. If it's a supplement company, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you need to be, but you need to be honest and truthful and just be yourself with all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's <laughs> far too many people out there that are just kind of pump, pumping products because they want to do stuff. And, you know, I understand the allure of it. Yeah, uh, but I think you're right. You know, I kind of pick and choose, and and the number one thing you can do, I think, is grow your following. Yes, and grow it in an impactful and engaging way, like uh, that provides value. Yes, you know, um, absolutely. And I mean, look at your posts. You provide value. Everything from um, exercise routines and advice and nutritional stuff. You know, so the value is there, and and that's how you've been able to grow. And yours engaged. So you know, seek engagement and be engaging. Be engaging back. Yeah, you know, that kind of makes all the difference in the world. Uh, and that's it, man. I wouldn't. You know, there's no real more advice you can give. I don't think on, uh, on on getting sponsored or sponsorships and whatnot. Um, but how has this whole social media thing had an impact on you? Like, how has it affected your life? Honestly, like, I don't even know. Like, my day to day would be so different without it. From my X frame belts, which are like I I've, I've ordered boxes. Like, I made this which is just like amazing to me to see that people all over the world are wearing it and tagging me in their stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, made yeah. I went back and forth with a manufacturer, like just under 10 times with different samples being like, no, I want this change. I want this thicker. I want this here. And it's just so cool that I actually made this. I have mm -hmm. it on website and I sell it and ship it all over the world. So it's like that to my coaching, to my influencer marketing, like running people's Instagrams to my sponsorships, my posts, like it's completely different what I do now compared to what if I didn't have Instagram. It's like it completely changed my life and uh, it's cool. I've been able to make somewhat of a living off of doing this. Which, yeah, I don't know. So completely positive overall, you'd say? No, absolutely. Like obviously there is, I get hate messages and stuff. Everyone gets hate messages. Um, but it's like, I, I never delete them. I toy back with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, if they comment on my posts, unless it's something that is rude to someone else in the conversation on the post or whatever. Right. So if you commented and they said something about you that's rude, I'll delete it. But right. if it's something about me being like, oh, you have small legs or like something like that, like, yeah, I do, dude. I know. I need to work on them. Like, like I'll just like... Because then they don't know what to say. As soon as you show a response, it's just like bullying with the kids at school. I yeah. tell them, they come back, they're upset because someone made fun of them. I'm like, when someone makes fun of you, just be like, okay, Tommy, and walk away. And then they'll be like, I don't even know, like, what? You, I made fun of you and you're not even upset about it? It's like, that's just how life is. People want to feed off your response. So don't give them that response. That completely went topic from what i was why, saying but <laughs> why wise advice absolutely man you know what um, don't give the haters a, a platform to stand <laughs> on and, and shut them down uh yeah you know i mean we experience the negative comments all the time when we make posts and whatnot and how do you find it from like an inspirational point of view because i find you know, sometimes i can look at a picture of someone and think wow man that drives me to go and the next day i look at the exact same pictures and i'll be like man i suck because i don't look like that um you know for yourself personally as you're looking through other people's instagrams 
Yeah. How do you find or social media and just yeah. you know anywhere? How do you find that as as an inspiration for you? No, like for sure. Even seeing like Chris Regan, who I know both, like mm-hmm. Chris, I used to talk on the phone with, and uh, like I know both of them. So seeing them come from this area, and Chris now winning Olympia, Regan yeah. on his way to who knows being for greatness, like he could be the open Olympia in a few years. It's just like seeing them makes me more motivated because they're doing it. They're doing what I want to do. And they're the same age as me, a little bit older. So it's just, it's cool to see that that is possible. And that's what people want to see. That's why we follow those people because it shows us that it is possible to look like that, to be like that, to live that life. So, all right, now you, you've, you've said it now, mentioned Regan. Regan is now in uh, Romania. Yeah. And this is not going to get posted likely until after the Romania Pro. Yeah. So, we have Regan going over. Yeah. Everyone was thinking, shoe in to take uh, open number one. Yeah. But now we've got three last-minute additions. In Juan Morel, yeah. Lucas Ox- Osledil, yeah. if I said that right, and Cedric McMillan. Yeah. What do you think that's going to do to the lineup? I think Regan will. Uh, I don't know. Like, I it's, think Juan's probably going to win. Yeah. If, he's, uh, well, he's looking for, for redemption after last week, right? He, he's so peeled, just crazy. Um, I think he'll probably win. I think Regan will still get top three, um, yeah. which is respectable. But Regan already put his entry in for Japan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. Cody, I think, is doing that one. Cody Montgomery is doing that one as well. Oh, really? I hadn't heard. Yeah. I, I'm fairly certain, yeah. Um, so that'll be cool because those are two like the young guns that are... Cody's such a nice guy too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think Regan could still win. He looks incredible. Bigger, tighter, like has the potential to absolutely win. And, you know, Juan has had some history of kind of not quite getting there on the day. Yes. And that could happen on the weekend and next thing you know. Because Regan, Regan this is the, the, the hardest and most dense and shredded Regan we have ever seen pre-contest. Absolutely. But now he prepped six months too, right? I know, forever. So, it's, yeah, it is forever, but what am I saying? I'm in six months. but <laughs> no, no, so interesting to see. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a battle between Juan, Regan, and Lucas. I think that's probably going to round out your top three. Cedric could sneak in there somewhere because he's just brilliant. So, yeah. let's let's talk about that. So, Regan, who are your local influences? What do you, who do you look up to around locally? Well, I would say Regan is definitely like because Regan geographically is very close to me, hour and a half away. Um, just down the street from me. Yeah, yeah. See, I know. Literally, his new house is just right there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say he's probably. Biggest one is he like he puts a lot of effort into his posts. He does that like he does his little grimy bowl, grimy curl, like all that kind of stuff, and like does the funny videos where he says copy the video or like the picture of him and Victoria's butts or whatever, and right. or like the couple photos and like he puts a lot of effort into it and really uses Instagram. He has his own clothing, has his own site, like flex flex. So he's He's definitely capitalizing on the potential that he has right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Utilizing it. So I would say Regan's probably like number one guy that I look up to around here. 
Chris as well. But like those are like that's one and two. Like Chris and Regan are the two biggest guys for sure. And you're you and Regan are close in age. Like you're twenty four. I think he's twenty. A little bit older. Me and Chris are the same age. But really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> but you know what? There's lots of it's funny, you know, there's lots of young kids out there that are uh, inspirational and motivational. There's lots of older folks out there, like absolutely sort of in the thirties and the forties. Yeah. Um, that are doing really well as well. So, you know, the the inspiration in Ontario kind of runs the gamut of everyone anyone from people from eighteen years old to sixty years old, right? What's the one uh, Instagrammer out there? Grannies with guns. <laughs> like, like seriously, check her out. Or or Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. Who just yeah. turned pro, right? You know? Yes, I know. So a lot of respectable athletes here. Um, if you had to talk about the pro scene, who would be your influences? Um, honestly, like still probably those two same guys. Like men's physique wise, I love Ryan Terry's look. Yeah. Um, that's probably my favorite men's physique look wise. Um, and just how he holds himself is very professional. But same thing, like Regan and Chris are just. I don't know because they're local because of who they are. It's just Christian Guzman has nothing to do with bodybuilding, but he is one of my biggest inspirations for sure as well, because he looks like nothing special just being realistic. He is just an average looking guy, but he has, he's probably built the biggest empire from alpha lead to alpha lead gym to, 3d energy drinks like he has built the biggest empire around himself in the fitness industry i believe right um so so then how would you define success in fitness then is it necessarily winning shows or i guess it depends on your opinion of it um i would say like fitness directly i would say it has to do with winning shows at olympia and stuff so i would say that's like Chris for winning Olympia, but Christian has expanded and built the best life for himself with getting into the mainstream. 3D Energy Drinks is in like local, it's in 7-Elevens and stuff across America. So it's, that, that's, that's incredible. You, he literally came from some guy that was making YouTube videos when YouTube first started yeah. to now having Alpha Elite, which is one of the top three biggest clothing companies in fitness in the world. And yeah. 3D energy drinks, which are, like I said, in 7-Eleven. So it's incredible how he made that transition from some YouTuber to being manufacturer or whatever, like owner of a energy drink company, you know? So what would you say then is one of the, say, the single most important personal characteristic to have in order to succeed in this whole realm? Passion for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's just like, no one is going to make you work towards what you want other than yourself. There's no one pushing you. There's no one that's going to be there to make you get up and do, whether it's get up and do cardio, whether it's get up and make a new idea for a campaign you're going to run for your business, whatever it is, like you need to have passion for what you're doing and you need to genuinely want to do it to succeed with it. Um, being like being genuine all that kind of stuff is very important obviously you need to be genuine to be successful with all this because people see through it but i would say being passionate for what you want and not doing it because you see other people doing it like i want to be like him like no i don't want to be like anyone i want to be the best version of myself right. and i think that's the mistake a lot of people make is 
they want to get into this for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like if you think I want to get into this so I can get sponsored, so I can get free stuff, you're already going to lose because that's not what this is about. When I first started training, when any of those guys first started training, that was not their goal going in to get sponsored. That's bullshit. That's stupid. Yeah. You need to go into this because you love being in the gym. You love challenging yourself and bettering yourself and watching yourself improve, putting yourself through hard times and getting better um, and just loving the process of everything. Like That's what Gary Vee says. Like, he doesn't give a shit about the end goal. He, like, he wants to buy the New York Jets. He doesn't give a shit about buying the New York Jets. He's in love with the process of getting there. And that's what you need to be like, in love with to be successful with this. That's a hard lesson for some people to learn, though. I know, absolutely. Because, you know, you, know, you look at the scene and you see, well, who's, who's been around a long time, who's kind of disappeared quickly, uh, you know, who's come in and done a show and then you never see them again. And, and you know what? It, I mean, clearly you've got the passion and the drive because you're on that path for building, right? So um, you built this brand, this, of, of, I'm going to say brand, for your, this waist belt trainer that you've come. So, I mean, 100 companies make those, yet you decided to go out and make the, the Blake Morocco version uh, which seems to have exceeded the standards of everybody else from what I can see. Uh, what, what was the drive there? Why, why that? I've genuinely worn one for like four years. And it was from some lady that I bought it off at Nationals for like, she was selling it on sale for like $70, but she sells them on her website for $100. All right. And I, like people would ask me, be like, oh, that's cool because it's like a triple. It's like one thing over, two things over, three things. So it's like triple support. So you're not going anywhere. Right. It's a lot better than those sweet sweat, light little fabrics yeah. that are just rip or whatever. This is legit. There's like I, I, there's rods in the back of it. it it's supportive. Um, so I've genuinely worn one for years now. Mm. I felt bad sending these people to this site to pay $100 for a belt. So I made a better version of hers for half the price. And Which is what? Mine. I sell How much for, are they? How much are they? Well, I'll give you a discount code if you want one. But uh, uh, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. I'm trying to sell fifteen. Um, <laughs> they are, I believe, they're fifty four ninety nine on the site right now. Okay. Um, shipping. Yeah. Um, but like, I pretty much always have a discount code. So if anyone wants oh. a discount code, shoot me a DM. Blake, Blake 10. Blake 10. <laughs> yeah. Wherever I go, I just try Blake 10. Yeah, it usually works. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. No, and you know what? It's great because I use them too. And I'm actually still wearing one from Jed North. Um, yeah. You know, on body parts like arms that I don't really need a back support, but I want back firmness. Yes. And it helps me control my breathing. So I chest breathe as opposed to belly breathe. Yeah. And one of the, like, it's helped me bring my waist down. And I'm looking for a, a a better one. Yes, better I know, where, I, know, I know where to get one, but I got to control <laughs> my spending, right? Especially with prep. Like, you know what? You just want to spend money. I know. Oh, this is nice. This is online shopping. I've, well, I just told you before we started on the, uh, buying this stupid camera for podcast, <laughs> right? And this microphone that you see right here. And please go on our website, get an Ontario muscle shirt to get things to pay for. Uh, you know, but we'll talk. You know, it is. So, what? So, uh, do you do that? Do you impulse buy on prep? Oh, yeah, for sure. I buy myself something every month. I bought this, this crap, Apple Watch. Well, that's worthwhile. I've got one, too, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever had. 100%. Now, whether the heart rate monitor on is actually accurate, probably close. But the calories burnt, probably not. But all I want to see is that bloody red circle go around as many times as I can get it in a day, right? 
the what are you at now? Let's look, let's look. Let's look right now. I'm at oh damn it. You're probably beating me. I'm fifteen hundred and forty calories from movement. I'm thirteen hundred and nineteen. Yes, I'm better than Blake. <laughs> and that's only 117 minutes of exercise. Yeah, I'm at 124 minutes. Ah, I did less and burn more. Yes, I'm a winner. <laughs> It's fantastic, though. It's, yeah, I find, no. I'm, I'll be sitting in a meeting, and I'll be like, "Gosh, my heart rate feels fine, feels fast." Tap, <laughs> oh, seventy-nine. That's not time. <laughs> Anything else you bought? Like reading about a motorcycle, and you notice the motorcycle came and went. It just like he had it for a day or two, and it's no more. I know. Nothing big like that. Uh, nothing that big. Just like this. Shoes. I'll buy like clothes for myself. I will never buy clothes off of prep. But on prep, I will for sure go buy clothes. Well, you're sporting some nice Vanquish stuff there. I see um, you're sponsored by those guys out of Britain. Yeah. It's such bloody big prices and stupid shipping costs. Like, I watched you wear that yellow shirt. Yeah. What size is that? Is that an XXL by chance? This one? No, the yellow one. I see you take, put posts in. Oh, that, well, it's, it's the oversized select collection, so I wear a large, but it fits like a double XL. You send that my way. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay Because <laughs> like, I shared is 56 great British pounds or something. Yeah. That translates into 75 or 78 bucks Canadian. That's expensive stuff. But it's awesome stuff. It is. It's like so crazy, the quality. Like this is all I – like genuinely, this is all I wear now. I can see why. I mean, look, your shoulders pop out. It's designed to make us look good, right? That's why I wear these stupid cutoff shirts because, you know, it makes, it makes the <laughs> – this is my, it makes the Blake Delts come out. Um, what else can we talk about? You know, I've, I've had to hear for about an hour, and I, would, I had this nice ordered list, and we just ended up going completely random, which was, was cool. It was great to sit down and talk to you for a while. We've chatted a bit in the past, and yeah. uh, people really want to know a lot about you, but they don't get to see some of the stuff about you in the social media world that, that we've come and covered here. Um, anything in particular going on in your life you want to let everyone know? Um, I am. Applying to go back to school to become a real teacher next year. Nice. Yeah. So where are you going to go for that? In Toronto, Mississauga? Uh, Hamilton, there's two. So there's a Brock University yep. camp in Hamilton. And then there's also Redeemer College in Hamilton. Okay. Uh, so those are my top two choices because I'm moving to Burlington in three weeks. Just for the gym? <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, both of those are there's like 17 minutes away from where I'll be living. So those are my top two choices. You're going to go back full time? For school? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think your teachables will be? Um, I, honestly, I want to go to be teachers, teacher for either kinder to grade three. So that's not even like picking a teachable. It's just more of like yeah. a thing. Um, yeah. So. That's, That's my fantastic. I, and I think you'll do great at it. I mean, you've definitely got the calm mental personality for it to be able to deal with the kids and whatnot. So yeah. it's, it's it, I think it's a good choice for you. Let me have a, have a look over my list here to see. Yeah. We've talked about just about everything. Yeah. What are your, uh, here, what are um, some of the challenges that you faced or are facing in building your physique? Um, Honestly, like, I think challenges that I've faced in the past are focusing to, like, now I focus on weight, but it's about bringing your ego back down, relearning the form, and progressing on from there. Like, 
my chest was my worst body part going into the last off season. And now it's grown to be one of my better body parts. Okay. But what I did at the beginning of this past off season was I dropped down to like a plate on every machine. I used like 60 pound dumbbells. I relearned the form as perfect as I could. Excellent. I took my front delts out of it and then I increased the weight and my chest grew like it never has before. Um, so I think challenges are if you are like weak minded and concerned about what other people think of you at the gym, mm-hmm. that could be a big struggle because if there's a cute girl watching you and then there's some other gym bros over there that are like grilling you because you're not doing enough weight, you'll think, okay, I got to put another plate because they think I'm, I can't lift this much, but you need to just not care about what other people think mm-hmm. and do you like put your headphones in and just work out. Like everyone's there to be better. If people are more concerned about what you're doing than what they're doing, they're just insecure about themselves. Yeah, and you know, you check out any of the, the photos I've posted in the gym. I'm always wearing this beanie type thing, and that shuts my head out. Good. So I don't pay attention to anyone. Absolutely good advice. Well, yeah. we did ask for some questions on the gram, and we did actually get some. So, you know, first time, we, we I was impressed we got a few. Um, <laughs> just let me pick a couple and ask. Yeah. Uh, Flex Chambers asks, what's your favorite um, diet protocol after weigh-in and the best refeed meal before stage? I've never had to do weigh-ins because I'm men's physique. That's right. I don't have a, like, wait, I will in the future now, but I've never had, like, a thing where I've had to starve myself or make sure I make a weight. Um, So I just do what I do because it just matters about my height and I just come in at whatever I can. Um, But favorite meal before is probably just burger and fries in between prejudging and finals. Okay, okay. Let's, uh, there's a couple there on sponsorships and things like that we've already talked about. Let's, one more question from Cameron Cogswell. The most important lesson you have learned about yourself in your fitness journey? Um, that, I kind of already touched on this, but it's just a lot about your mindset going towards things. Like, the year that I won Provincials, um, I stared, this is a funny story. I stayed in an Airbnb. It was with myself and my girlfriend at the time was in one room. It was a house and there was one other room and there was two guys that I was competing against. Okay. So we had one kitchen to share, um, one bathroom to share in the house. So they were renting out that room. We were renting out this room. I put all my food, all of her leftovers from the keg the night before, all of her food in the fridge. We woke up the day of the show. Everything was gone. They stole my food on the day of my show. <laughs> Everything. No way. So what I did, they were, they were in my class and everything. Like, I know who they are. I, like, I, ta- I went up to them at the show, and I, to- like, I told them off, and I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, cheaters, liars, and people who steal will go nowhere in life. And I wrote my Instagram caption, no fish, no problem, Mr. Ontario 2017. And I, I sent it to my mom just to say, here's the photo, here's my Instagram caption when I win this afternoon. And I had the mindset going in, I already won because I wanted to show these guys that you can take my food, you can do whatever you want, I'm still gonna beat you. Like how low are you to steal someone's food on the day of a bodybuilding show? Yeah, yeah. I had the mindset where I don't care what you're doing, you can do whatever you want, I'm still gonna win. And it's just like that with everything, but uh, 
I had so many people messaging me, like bringing me chicken breasts and rice cakes, and everyone's so nice. Um, offering, give me money to go to the store to buy stuff, and uh, oh. yeah, so it was, it was. <laughs> you know, that, that's that, a crazy story. But you know what? It, it highlights the Ontario community, man. I know. Uh, as a general rule, I've noticed that like Ontario has got the closest knit fitness community out of all the provinces that we've looked at. Absolutely. 100%. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to sit and speak with us. We've had you for over an hour now, and uh, we don't want to waste your whole evening and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. We'd love to have you back on because I just had a raft of questions go through my head we didn't get to or that I'd like to ask sometime. Um, hopefully you'll come back someday. No, 100%. I'd love to be back. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and we'll get this posted up soon. You'll find it on our YouTube channel and on uh, hopefully iTunes podcasts, and we'll talk again very soon. Thanks a lot, Blake. Appreciate you having me on. See you later. Thank you. Your source for all that is fitness, Ontario Muscle. Subscribe.